Hello. <laughs> I am Chuck from Chuck E. Cheese. We didn't do. We didn't do. We didn't check do the levels. Voice. We did not check I the checked levels them already. I checked them already. Uh, mine doesn't look good. It sounds good. All right. I thought mine was yours. Now that I realize that mine's mine, it's it's actually good. Hey, welcome to After Disaster. I'm Anderson. There's Mike Carano. We come Hello. to you live on Mike tape Carano here. from the world Mike famous Carano. improv upstairs Carano. in the uh, old green room, uh, which is now a storage shed. Maximus. Storage shed for uh, chairs yeah, and, and whatnot. Fuck hut. Uh, just Carano and I a again nap, this week. Uh, Central. Tyler has gifted us with uh, five and a half minutes of uh, haul, barely legible uh, audio. It feels like if this was a regular job, he would owe us. The streets of Paris. Oh, he owes us. Streets of Paris, and there's a lot of wind. The wind is his co-host, as far as I can tell. Mm. I listened to the first minute and a half. Parisian I think, wind. I think what we'll do is we'll either take a break in the middle of this episode and play his five minutes, okay. and we can walk away. I don't want to like play it and, and, and comment on it because uh, first of all, I don't I don't think it was really worthy of, of comments. Uh, okay. Or we could play Thanks it at the very it up. Or we could play so it at the very hold, end. Sit tight in your seats and wait for co- Tyler's wonderful. Maybe we just tack it on the end, and if people per- want to. Did you say Parisian wind, or did I say that? Ah, uh, you did. But I, I love who who doesn't love Tyler, right? Everybody yeah. loves Tyler. I love Tyler. Uh, and you know, God, God love him for uh, you know trying to do something for mm-hmm. us. But uh, it, 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 I listened the first minute, and I got to tell you, I was I was not really uh, yearning for more. Mm. Mm. Did Maybe not we, need we, more. Should, should we save it for the live show? <laughs> that would actually be a pretty good uh, time for Tyler, I'm sure. Just to humiliate him. <coughs> no, uh, but Tyler, Tyler's just the best you could have done. Tyler, you know, he's he's out of town and he's uh, across the pond, as they say, a second time in a month. And uh, this might sound like jealousy. It's not. Uh, that's all fine and well. And, it, you know, it kind of sucks that we're not going to have a show with the three of us before we do the live show this weekend. That's all right. Uh, but here's here's the problem that I have with Ty Ty, and I know he's not here to defend just himself. Constantly taking these expensive vacations, Tyler. If you if you're listening to this, uh, please do bring those fucking thumb drives to the live show. I'm sure there's going to be a few people in the audience that are owed thumb drives that we can actually hand to in person because it's getting to the point now where I'm getting. Uh, it was like once a week, once every couple of weeks, I get an email. I'm getting emails daily now I, from I, Patreon never, subscribers I've saying, never, "Where is my I have thumb yet drive? to get an answer." What is the problem? He says it's confusing. It's a lot of work. Because I, I've, for and he six, had four weeks off, and I'm like, all right, Ty, Ty, we're gonna get it for done. six months. I've said, give me a handful of them, and I'll mail them. And then he says, no, that just makes it more confusing and hard. Yeah, I don't. So that this, this is the source of contention. Probably best served off air and with Ty, Ty. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, right. I just gotta say, I'm getting, and you know, I, I, I forward one to him every now and again. I should just start forwarding. Yeah, every how much single you want to put I, your keys on that thing in the corner? Like a key rack. Oh, my God. How are we supposed to actually make sense out of what you just said now? Well, there's like a key rack. It's like a pegboard with little pegs sticking out. And it's I behind me. I didn't even see it. my keys on it. Like if you were to put it up on the wall and give someone rings, it could it could look like a really shitty carnival. Uh, or it could be a torture device. It would be funny to slip that on someone's seat. Oh, what if you... No, nah, I'm going to say that. Oh, but... I don't know. I will. Uh, I'll make sure I have some gifts in case somebody is dissatisfied at the live show. I would dissatisfied. I would like to. Uh, hopefully, he brings the uh, thumb drives because I, I think. Please. I, uh, what if we I just get my only his, one away? What if we just show up at his house on Saturday and go? Let us have at least twenty of them. I said, Tyler, I said, Tyler, Mike and I will come over and we'll make an afternoon of it and we'll cross-reference because I guess the way Patreon's set up, it's really hard to figure out like who is at what level and people drop off and people come on and it's like, mm-hmm. it's not really easily categorized. And I get that, but there's got to be some way where the three of us together can do a better job than nothing at all. Yeah, what did I upload for Patreon? Oh, it was the video. Of? Of us doing the, the uh, solar eclipse. Oh, did you? 
Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was totally fun. I I, I felt like I was not as present as I should have been. You always yeah, feel that way. Correct, I do. But you were great. I do feel that. I, 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 that but, was a very memorable show. I will always remember that one. And I'll always remember watching the eclipse with you and mm-hmm. having the uh, the disco ball where it was uh, showing all of is the... Is that Tyler? Uh, no, it's Brian Border interrupting. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's my best friend from camp. You had a lot of best friends. From camp. All right. This is my best friend from work. I'm sorry. This is my That's best. Brian Border. He's actually in groupers. Uh, he was at the bar that night. Do you have uh, bad dreams that fuck your brain up for a long period of time mm, no why i've had nightmares yeah uh that that fucked me up for a little bit of time and then i've had realistic bad dreams that came out of nowhere and right now uh, what do you mean for like a long time like for the rest of the, like maybe like the rest of the morning I'll, yeah, like, i'll yeah. be just like Thank well, God I've, had, that was I've had horrible not death, real i've had death nightmares that were very realistic and my day was was not right as good as it could have been for the rest of the day i was i went through the entire day with a sick feeling and a scared feeling I had a dream. I went to a show with my ex-girlfriend and the singer in the band who was a Jimi Hendrix impersonator kept on hugging me. And then she just went like balls to the wall flirting with him and then they left together and I went out to the parking lot and my car was disassembled and laid out systematically in the parking lot mm-hmm. like the engine the muffler everything I've had similar dreams and she was driving away in my second car mm-hmm. not with him but so just you're, leaving you're rich in this dream what you're rich in this dream multiple car owners uh, no no they're both pieces of shit one was a Honda Civic one was like a 70s van mm-hmm. and I I woke up from this like how did they both get to the, the I don't Did know. you guys take it, and not only cars? that it was in a shopping mall you caravan over and the Jimi Hendrix guy kept on kissing me but I, I in my head I was like maybe it's really Jimi Hendrix you ever hear Daniel Tosh's take on, on dreams and how he never wants to hear them no it's pretty funny yeah do you want to tell me about it I don't remember the punchline and I don't want to burn it necessarily but uh, wait are you get, are you are you beating around the bush that you want me to no, tell you a longer just, I know you're no, so you're I had that feeling and, and then I wanted to call her I I wanted to call so this her is a real ex girlfriend. How could you fucking yeah? I could I I wanted to go like what the fuck is your problem? No, Jillian's been upset with me for like uh, better parts of days because yeah. I cheated on her in a dream. Yeah, yeah that happens. Be, uh, is it is it that we as humans believe there's she's not really sort of, upset, but like she thinks she's mad at me. Like it's yeah. still like you know kind of a layer. But over do her we brain. think that uh, we have some sort of premonition and that's a that's an inkling? I think, that's a taste. I think if you're kind of primitive or just grasping at straws, you might. If you have any control of your own life, yeah, I don't think you would have that uh, idea. I don't. I think people that have zero control of their own lives who think that everything happens to them, mm-hmm. not tricks. because of them. Tell what tricks? Yeah. Uh, I think that they would really Hey, speaking of things happening to people. It's all happening, man. And stuff happening. Um, I'm also all, going we to play, are always speaking of things happening to people. We have not mentioned, and I, and I just finished up the film vault, and uh, while driving away from the film vault, coming over here to see Mike uh, for the after disaster, it occurred to me that we didn't even mention uh, Houston or Hurricane Harvey. Or any, I've we, been thinking not, about it today. We're not topical on no, but I was the really, film vault, but the after disaster, I... And I wanted to make sure that we at least mentioned it, and I knew we would have anyways because I have a piece of audio that I want to play on this show. Is it the guy finding out his dad's still alive? No, it's nothing touching. It's actually just kind of hilarious, just even water though running? it's heartbreaking. Uh, it's just splashing water for a That's half funny. hour. Yeah, that, you know, we should play that. No, actually, here's what it is. Um, I don't know if you've heard about it. I don't know if it became a thing on the internet because I'm not really on the internet for those kinds of things for community purposes, but mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I got the news on during the day a lot of time with, with the kid. We, we okay. go back and forth. We flip back and forth with yeah. uh, a little uh, Blues, BBC. Blues in the news. And then we go to like a little uh, Wait, did you say BBC? Yeah, a little BBC. Wow. A little CNN. Okay. A little Fox News just Couldn't. because it's, I, I like to see just how far to the other side they go. Okay, you, you want know. to take it, you want to dip your toe in the pool of crazy town? And then uh, we go back Conspiracy? to a, a little Thomas the Tank Engine with all those cunts okay, over there. That, and there are a bunch part, of cunts. That's, that part sounds terrible. Bunch of cunts over there. God, there. Yeah, I didn't know that was a news station. It's not. It's news to the, the boy, though, right? Thomas says the flood is coming. So we got uh, CNN was on at Boom. the time when uh, I started hearing expletive fly. And okay. that's one of the beauties of uh, being, having the luxury of of being a stay-at-home dad and working mm-hmm. out of the house is you get to watch like you know a lot of live news yeah and TV not like the primetime stuff that's all pre-produced you get to, you know just to have the, the news but it's, on. it's more condensed though and it's more concise uh, the primetime stuff mm-hmm. right but I just have stuff on because because the boy doesn't talk no not on. yet not yet not yet so when he does talk it's going to be exhausting we'll, it's going to be thrilling we'll for go six to months music. or a year we'll go to music then okay good yeah. but right now it's like I need to hear like actual human beings and when I'm not doing chats with Andy on certain days. Uh, by the way, still doing chats with Andy. Might me need to extend it by a month or so. You'll hear why in a minute. But uh, I love those chats with Andy because I get to talk to actual adults. I love hanging out with Atticus. It's my favorite part of every day. But then when he takes a nap, it's like, hey, I can actually have a conversation now. I'm not by my fucking self, you know. Anyways, CNN's on. I hear expletives flying. Why so, would they play expletives on CNN? It's live TV. And it's all about oh, it, it, uh, profanity in the background. Oh, it's not in the background. It's full frontal. But how do they get away with that? They don't really get away with it. It just happens. And there's uh, still a delay. Somebody's a there's little still bit, somebody with a button that can stop. Somebody's it. a little bit asleep at the wheel, I guess. There is a delay where they can dump out of it. They could have <laughs> cut away from it. Mm-hmm. You'll, I'm going to play you the audio right now. Why were there floods in Atlanta? What? It's for CNN. Oh, because that's where CNN is. Uh, hold on. It's called voice. R- remember when CNN was respected? Isn't that? Isn't it that still odd? is respected. I, it's sort of, sort of, yeah. But it was kind of like the only the only game in town for a while there. It was the only 24-hour game in town. All right, here we go. That this was exciting when it was 24-hour news. Oh, I loved it. And I then loved, like I day loved three. headline news. Yeah. It was like just the 22-minute yeah. news but cycle. Like day, Everything that's going day on. Day three of discovering CNN a long, long time ago, whenever, that, whenever they first started, you realize there really isn't that much stuff happening. No. no a lot of days, there's yeah. not when they're making up shit. Those guys have to sit at a desk if they're doing a four, three or four or five-hour shift mm-hmm. and repeat the same story. 50 times 50 fucking times and that's one of the problems now is there's not enough going on yeah. so they all just dive into politics they, they pick a point of view and they just they got, a night, they got a night crawler some episodes up. they got a night crawler some uh, some news well headline news which was my go to like I would yeah. just watch it for 22 minutes get everything all the big giant news stories around the world yeah. in 22 concise minutes now you know what they show on there forensic files like they it's just uh, forensic files from like 1992 <laughs> did you know that MTV you know, still has the video music awards yeah, I think I did. All right, so here's the uh, audio that uh, I heard, and I recorded it, obviously. Uh, DVR'd it immediately, because okay. you don't get this kind of thing. They're never going to replay this, and obviously. You go back with the DVR? Yeah, yeah I, still, I still got it home. Couldn't wait to show Jillian when she got home, and then I recorded uh, it for the house. Here's the little setup. But she had a dream that oh, you... A woman is standing in uh, one of the shelters there okay. in Houston, uh, and uh, she's wearing a shelter, a shelter, or a spectacular place shelter, like a, an arena. I don't think it was an arena, but because uh, when they show a shelter, like when uh, the Katrina was going down, and they showed the uh, the stadium, yeah, yeah. And it just had thousands the, the, of cots. The uh, like, that was kind of impressive. Superdome, yeah, yeah, that, that was, was it wasn't that? It was just like a nondescript building. Okay. 
kind of a medium shot. And I'm not making light of this. Because it, not it making runs light. the gamut from a stadium to a guy holding a piece of cardboard or a tent. Head. Yeah. <laughs> or just a... I'm sure we have listeners who are going to hear this. Maybe um, not now, maybe a few weeks from now, or maybe you're actually hearing this now and you're looking for a, a bit of a distraction. And, you know, my thoughts are definitely... With Houston, I'm watching the news all day long. I, I, I am not watching the news all day, and it was breaking my heart just watching clips this morning on the internet, and I was just like, I, I, I had to put myself in that spot. I'm like, I'm, what I'm more drawn to the news now than I have been in yeah, years because things imagine, are so exciting. Imagine your life where there's three feet of water in your house. Everything just got ripped up by a storm. All of your stuff is gone. It's oh, no. done. It's oh, no. done. And you don't have flood insurance because most people don't have flood Again, insurance. Again, people that live by the, the, the reservoir, they don't have flood insurance because it wasn't ever supposed to like you know breach and, and yeah. come into their home. But also people that live everywhere most likely don't have oh, flood how insurance. How great would it be if like the, the, the insurance companies were just like, you know what? They don't have it, but they, they could have. We have a surplus. We're going to help no, people out. No fucking chance. I know. Yeah. Uh, all right, no so chance. here's what else happens, and I realize this about myself, just with, with Harvey, is I'm always angry about things, right? You mm-hmm. are too. I'm always getting pissed off about the situation and things and how they could be better. And, you know, tr- a lot of it is trivial bullshit in my own life, right? Of course. But I, la- I allow myself yeah, to too. become enraged and pissed off. Me too. And I think you got a little bit of like uh, the rageaholic thing. Like you yeah. like, like to be angry. Uh, a friend of mine, Bob Nickman, to be specific, I'm sorry I'm talking about this again since I just mentioned it on another podcast. But he told me... Are you loud enough? I'm uh, way louder no, than you No, but I'll are. turn it up in a little bit. Uh, not Don't. now. I'll turn it up later. Yeah, okay. Because I'm louder than you. I was talking to him about what is my problem? Why am I building a scenario in my head and then driving to work? And by the time I get here, I'm shaking yeah. with adrenaline. And he goes, it's a drug. He goes, yeah. rage is a drug. He yeah. goes, anger is a drug. And he goes, and you feed on it and it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you just go right back to it because it's a, it's a comfortable place but to I be. But I know that I'm miserable when I allow myself to be this. Me angry. too. Me and it comes too. up at times like this. And I don't know if I've realized this about myself before. But like when Hurricane Harvey is occurring right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing it firsthand because I'm throwing on the news yeah. uh, when I'm at home with the boy. Years past, I would have just blocked it out. Like it's not actually happening. I don't know those people. So it doesn't really like, they take the narcissist road. But I, I am being confronted with it. And I, I got it on. And whenever I'm having issues... I wouldn't say my, you're being confronted. I'd say you're being made aware. Being made aware, but I'm confronting... I'm allowing myself to be confronted by it by watching actual stories occurring. Okay. And they're hard fucking breaking. You're and, talking you know, about personal one-on-one people stories? That and, uh, you know, the, the the stats, which is staggering. The amount of water in mm-hmm. that town, and there's yeah. only like 20, 24 people dead so far. Yeah. That's shocking. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to rise, but that's that's... I heard one of the politicians say they think there's going to be hundreds, but they just haven't found the bodies yet. Perhaps. And that... When, when you're a politician, uh, you know, out, outside of the realm of being like, just a crazy psycho like Trump, like you normally don't make those kind of I don't know if you should make that kind of general statement. No, but you don't make those kind of announcements because you run it by other people that are smart. And you're not going to just jump the gun and go, there's probably hundreds dead. We haven't found the I bodies yet. Trump. You're checking that one. Yeah, well, you know, he's in the middle of it and he's... Well, I'm not talking about... I'm not even talking about Trump. I'm just saying he's the one guy that just opens his mouth and like fucking We've shit... Seen- just steaming shit comes out. President, stop it. We've seen presidents go to like for decades, right? You, you and I've been of around course. for a while, and when yeah. we see the presidents go, and, and granted, it's usually very dull and boring. Of they say is. everything you're supposed to say, yeah. but uh, still, I think there's a lot of uh, lemmings and, and people that just mm-hmm. need like you know some kind of leader to tell them things are gonna be all right. And I saw. Uh, I wouldn't say they're even lemmings. I would say, yeah, we do need that. Maybe I don't know. We all like a pathway, and we but all. But I just like tune it out, man. It's like sing songy. It's like a, it's like an elevator song. I don't want to hear. It's sing songy mostly because we think it's bullshit and it's politics. But if you're there, 
if your house is wiped out and you have nowhere to go. Yeah, and then you see like, then the president of the United president States. The president rolls like in and he's holding. Are there uh, thoughts and prayers are with you? But he's holding Xanadu or whatever your kid's name is. Atticus? <laughs> Xanadu. I'm so sorry I said that. I know his name. Don't worry. I'm fine if you uh, threw a blank for a second and pulled Xanadu. Listen, I saw Trump today. Just today. And I'm not talking shit about Trump, all right? Yeah. And I got a, a very nice email from a listener whose name I, I, I can't recall at the moment. But he was essentially saying, hey, Melania? I'm, I'm fine was with you guys name? talking politics uh, here and there. Because uh, sure, it's not a political show. And we're never going to be a political show. Nope. This show is about anything and everything. And of course, politics are going to come yep. into the fray here and there. Right. Even so, if we ancient, were to talk ancient about ancient Roman sewer system, we so, talk so about everything. We'll talk we, about that next week. I could talk about that. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. They actually used to have running water, so you couldn't hear the sounds, uh, horrible sounds that the guy was making next to you. I didn't. I know saw that. that at Ephesus. I didn't know that. You, you know, an even better story than that. I saw that at Ephesus. Mickey's dad was an Imagineer, which I'm sure you're aware of. I am aware of that. Yes, we're talking about Milan Janison, the guy that introduced me to Mike Carano years ago. He told me that his dad was part of a team that invented an air suction device in the toilets on Main no, Street? No, that was his... Yeah, that was his in- invention that he got a patent on and everything. Okay. But I thought that was fascinating when he told me that. All right, I don't want to talk about that. And it just pulls air poop. through the toilet yeah. so that you, there's no smell in there. Rather than the fan now, uh, on the ceiling. Now, the, the, the ugly truth is I've been in that bathroom hundreds of times and it always smells. Okay. Maybe they need to rehire his dad to anyway, go back and do a little touch-up. I saw Trump, I think, in Houston today. He was at one of the, the places where there was way too much water mm-hmm. and, and people and uh, suffering. And he's they cut away, actually. It was uh, 15 minutes. You know, I'm doing stuff around the house. I'm on the computer uh, doing mm-hmm. some edits and playing with the boy. But, you know, it's on the TV. And he's, I think, about eight minutes worth before they actually cut away and they just went back to other news. He's doing a live like uh, you know press conference trying to rally the troops and, and unite people and he's just thanking all of the uh, politicians and mm-hmm. business people that are in the room. Yeah. For eight minutes. Yeah, he's an imbecile. Oh, he just kept going. He's, like, an, he's an imbecile. Thanking everyone. Like, I didn't hear any of like the uh, sing-songy bullshit that you would expect. Like, Anyways, I don't want to talk about that. But I do want to talk about Trump a little bit in a little bit about how I want to start like a web uh, page or, or some kind of... Uh, I'd hear... Wow, there's so many things. Mike. Just say it now. I feel like there's a lot of people that, that love the Trump, vote for the Trump, believe in the Trump. He was the best thing that had come along as far as politics go for a long time because he wasn't like the others. I get that. I totally understand that. But now they're so far in and you talked about digging your heels in that they just can't let go. They can't. And it could be like religion. And maybe they don't even want to let go. But I think they might. And I, and I think there should be some you kind of like a way to let campaign. them let go without suffering I, any humility. It's Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Like the, it's okay. You yep. you don't have to anymore. And there's others like you, 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 and they can all. You guys can all come we here. Will, we will have a legally okay. binding agreement. It's all right. You come to our website, sign up. We will never release that information. It's, we have it'll a team. Probably be freeing, we like, have a team that will come to your house. You're probably spending so much of every day defending Trump. He's a man you don't never even met. He doesn't give a shit about you. We will come to your house and it's we will take the exhausting. Trump stickers off your car. It's okay. Yeah. We'll come and we'll we de-Trumpify your life. We will leave your back door with a ha- with a garbage bag full of red hats. And guess what? No harm, no foul. It's okay. No one ever knows. It's okay. You're you forgiven. can you can flat out tell your neighbors some kids stole my Trump bumper stickers. <laughs> I just think there's a lot of people that I'm sure that like, you know, while they're trying to get to sleep at night or things are coming up and news news is happening during the day. I don't think like, so. People are so they're people like, I, I, I can say You this. know what they do is you know what they do is they just talk to their neighbor who has the same views as they do yeah, and then they uh, absolutely reassure themselves. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So back yeah. to the anger. Where are you going to go? I was almost going to badmouth someone in my family. Please don't I'm do glad that. I stopped. Uh, so for the last, you know, since last what Friday, since uh, since it hit land, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's been you know horrific, and and people, are, the horror stores are coming out now, and they're going to continue to. I mean, this is Katrina, too. My and, Air uh, Jordans are wet. When shit is happening in my la- life and bad stuff is happening in my life, and I'm like allowing myself to be angry, I don't think I have the same kind of uh, addiction like you do. But I'm like getting pissed about it, like trivial stuff. I'm, I, I immediately think to what's happening in that part of the country and everything that's happening right now to those people, and I feel like an asshole for being annoyed and upset with anything going wrong in my life and then i get mad at myself and it's like double anger you can really piece of shit you can really see who the who the out of touch narcissists are on social media the people that are just posting like their own problems like when i saw people today posting about how hot it was in la i was like this really isn't the time i feel bad because i I just did a full uh, episode of the film vault and then we never we talked about toby hooper dying but we didn't talk about anything else yeah well remember when the uh remember when the uh about Harvey. So the tsunami was rolling through, and we did a show. Yeah, but at least that was another country, but and uh, we were a new show. I got to say, in our defense, out. it was also funny that we were so oblivious that we stood in the control room at Loveline and watched it on the news. No, we, we knew we weren't oblivious. We knew it was going on. That's what I mean. But we, and, and we and that was when the, the show was live. We walked in the next room and did a two-hour show. We were able and to never just turn once it off. Yeah. mention the tragedy that was taking place live on the TV eight feet away that kind of says good things about the show i think because we had enough to talk about that like that says a lot you take three anybody you put them in front of that kind of like uh uh, so tell me does this uh when you see a tragedy like this going on does it does Uh, it alleviate some of your anger does it does it put it into perspective no no it makes me it makes me mad at myself disappointed myself that i'm allowing my perspective is and i feel selfish and uh yeah yeah so here is the live audio that i recorded that I'm going to play. Now, here's the setup. Woman in a shelter. Oh, I was hoping she's, it would be funny, like Texas style. Woody, this fucking water's fucking coming down there. Who Who She works for CNN. We're in a slicker, holding a okay. microphone. All right. And I went back and examined it afterwards, obviously. I've watched it a couple times now. She's standing there like you'd imagine, right? So it's in the, the anchor is there talking to the talking directly to the camera mm-hmm. and then he says we're throwing now to uh so-and-so who's uh got a was there a break in the storm or was it coming down i mean it's been continuously coming down but this is uh but you can hear days. her clearly and there were people in the background throwing around no listen to me you okay. said, why are you guessing well, well I'm, I'm trying to figure out how this profanity you. got on the air without I'm somebody explaining it delaying it i'm explaining it so he throws to this uh woman in the field mm-hmm. works for cnn she's wearing a slicker cnn hat she has a microphone cameraman has got the camera trained on her and she's standing next to a woman and her two children okay and the woman and her two children are standing there the woman is standing there waiting to be interviewed by the cnn woman yeah how old are her kids five and six Ooh, now this woman just went through this, this woman just went through a lot of really probably the worst things that she's ever faced in her life yeah I don't think that I recorded the first part of the interview. I just recorded the second part of the interview, which went poorly. But the first part was all about how uh, recounting the five days that she spent in her house on the on the roof, uh, waving the white flag, and the police never came to help her. So she's furious, right? She's very, very mad. And this reporter... Is, Do you know any of the backstory? Uh, l- like, was she given a warning to get out, and she's one of the holdouts? I don't know. 
I don't know the backstory. But I know that she's... I, I, I'm not trying to deflect blame, by the way. I have friends because that are they like told her. I have Studio family cities. members that are like yeah. her. That like everything happened to them. Like something yeah. horrific happened to them. But instead of just saying, we're so happy to be alive, I, I, I feel like I, I don't have a right to be saying this because I didn't just go through a five-day ordeal that she did. Like She had no food. Like the, you know, she was fucked. They were stranded, of literally. Of course. But she instead of just saying, you know, thank God we're finally here with a roof, uh, over our heads and you know we, we still have life and I got my kids uh, she just was furious at the cops uh, then no one no one saved them but obviously do someone you, saved her because she's at the shelter now yeah, do you think she didn't float to the shelter do you ever think about if you're in one of those tragedies about the the, the not discussed the dirty little secret which is the post tragedy embarrassment that you probably just never speak of like you Okay, you and let's say I'm over your house. We're recording a podcast, so I'm not going to play this audio. Then it's you, me, Tyler, Jillian, mm. Atticus. We're mm -hmm. stuck on the roof for five days. I don't think I'm going to like this scenario. We're stuck on the roof for five days. I don't think I'm going to like it at all. You know, day three we have to start a new population. Mm. No, no, we're stuck on the roof for five right. days. Uh, when we finally get rescued and we go on with our lives, at some point, you'd think one of us would bring up like. I can't believe you just pooped in front of me on the roof. And you'd be like, I had nowhere else to go. Like, why would you take the... the, the you know, you know, but that, that, that's how you'll happen. That's how, when people oh, are sure. trapped. I'm sure. I, I, I'm sure it has happened. But like, I, I'm sure for the miners, maybe if you're, the miners that were trapped in Chile, like, I'm sure it was like one day and then well, they were comfortable. Those guys pooped in front of each other anyway. That's what I mean. Just yeah. for yucks. Yeah. Just for fun. Yeah. Yep, that's what miners do. They're disgusting, repulsive pigs. And they have very little entertainment digging, down there. Digging nature's jewels out of her precious earth. They have very little entertainment down there. And I would imagine yep. that there's probably people that poop in front of one another for entertainment uh, on um, their breaks. I don't know what the, the fuck you're you don't talking get, about. You don't get Wi-Fi. And I don't think that's... You don't, I don't get think any kind anyone, of, I don't think they, anyone poops in front of someone else I for think fun miners might. they're so bored. There's so little things. Maybe like a rent-a-cop security guy somewhere. So this woman, I, dude, I had the whole setup. I was right there, Mike, and I was about to push play, and then you wanted to talk about pooping in front of each other on the roof. Right, sorry, sorry. You want me to cut so that, that out? Was the whole, no, that was the whole scenario, right? right? Now she's standing there. She's waiting to be interviewed. She just explained that she was there, for, in her, trapped in her house with water for five days with her kids. Horrific. I understand that. Very upset with uh, no one coming to rescue them, okay? Even though she had the white flag. And then here's how, what she continues. Uh, here's the, uh, here's the, the last part of it. Children. We've heard of stories of, of mothers trying to save their children from the rushing waters. Can you ex tell us how that was? Four feet of water to go get them food on the first day. Yeah, that's a lot of shit. But y'all sit here, y'all try to interview people during their worst times. Like, that's not the smartest thing to do. Like, people Sorry. are really breaking down, and y'all sitting here with cameras and microphones trying to ask us what the fuck is wrong with us. So, so are you sorry, really man. trying to understand with the microphone still in my face sorry. with me shivering cold with my kids wet and you still putting the microphone sorry. in my face sorry. Sorry. it sounds like you've got a very upset family there so it goes back to the anchor after that so she waited to be interviewed and that's what she waited wanted to, to say you told her story and then it's not like the uh, the reporter did anything egregious i guess she was just kind of like asking for more details and she felt like she was waiting for she her acting exploited. debut to come up she wasn't acting. Because if man. Yeah, no, lady was no, it doesn't sound, it didn't sound like she was acting, but you wouldn't stand around waiting to say your piece. It's on, obviously, as you'd imagine, uh, somebody else has recorded this and, and uploaded it, so you can find it on YouTube. The best part, though, and it get, does get comedic, is the uh, 
uh, reporter has no idea how to handle the situation. I mean, she's incredibly mortified and embarrassed. But she uh, if she was woman, really fast, she could have been like, beep. She's interviewing. Beep, beep. Uh, it continues to talk. So she's holding, you know, it's just second nature. She's holding the microphone yeah, towards yeah, her yeah. mouth. And this woman says, you still got the microphone in my face. And then she takes it away. And the lady continues to talk. So the microphone goes back <laughs> towards her face. And then she reacts to the microphone the second time. And that's when it got really, really funny for me, even though it was I, I, I'm with the lady who was stuck in the house on her. You know, her life is over. Her life is devastated, and the news is rolling in, going, "Hey, what's it like? Hi, hi." Yeah, I know, but you can just be like, "I don't want to be interviewed right now." I got. That's I what you, That's what I'm you saying. That's, she was standing there waiting that through is like a the break. sincere way to do it is to go, "Fuck you, get mm-hmm. the fuck out of my neighborhood." Not, I'm going to stand here for 15 minutes, and then when you finally come to me live, and then I think I'm she didn't t- realize maybe how upset she was. Maybe she was in a state of shock, and then once she started telling the story and talking, yeah. she realized it, and then at some point, either the, the, the reporter reminded her of somebody or asked a, something touched a nerve that made her feel exploited. Do you think it's reality show culture that made her stick around? I have no idea what that lady's motivation was to stick around. Because could you imagine a, a tried-and-true individual like maybe a mechanic in the 40s or 50s the guy that fought in the war and came back and works like a blue collar job can you imagine him ever trying to ever letting a little bit of his dignity and his personal belief system go so that he can be on tv because i can't i don't know what that woman's motivation was i don't know if she knew that she was going to have that meltdown and she wanted to give uh cnn or uh, a piece of the of her mind or she was looking for it to vent or if she was, I don't. I, I would love to know her motivation, though. Like, what caused her to stand there and wait? Well, good to luck get trying the, to figure that out because yeah, I, dude, she I, might be interviewed again later. Who knows? Of course, someone. Oh, wouldn't you want to interview her? Yeah. Hi. Uh, is this so and so? Yeah. We're the After Disaster Podcast. And yeah. We heard your, we we see heard you. your segment on the news, and your, we want to talk to you about the it. Kids warm now. So, what yeah. motivated you to stand there and wait with that woman who you obviously hated? Yeah. Uh, so, here's one of the problems. <laughs> That I'm having, and I, I know this makes me seem like a, uh, uh, a selfish piece of shit, but I am in a situation that's not too uh, desirable right now, but it's way better than what mm-hmm. people are going through. Well, uh, what is your situation? Houston. Do you want to talk about it? I mean, it's an interesting situation. It's a life-changing situation, and it's you know something that I'm going to discuss on the show because that's what we do here. Uh, but I, what I'm saying is it's, it's a very... Uh, 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 inconvenient time for Harvey to have hit for me <laughs> emotionally okay. because I can't be that upset about my situation with Harvey fucking up so many other people without myself feeling like a piece of shit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I'm pissed at Harvey. Is this going to be an illness? No, 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 no. So I, okay. Phew. Earlier this month, maybe like a week and a half ago. You, early, wait a minute. Let month, me guess. You think your pool is leaking? Sometimes that was bad. That was a terrible scenario. <laughs> that was awful. Earlier this month, uh, Jillian uh, kind of brought up out of the blue or I think we we're talking about, you know, the finances and uh, Atticus and oh, we we're talking about how we don't own a house. And I was like, you know, it's kind of great, though, because when, uh, you know, the roof needs replaced, which it did while we lived there, uh, we don't have to pay for it. She goes, yeah, but like what if we have no control over how long we're there. Like the owners, if they were to like put it on the market right now, we'd be fucked. True. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But what, they're not going to do that. We've been here for like seven years. Can I years. just tell you, just for your own uh, feeling of security and that you're not a fuck up, I have a couple of friends, one you've met before, who have a lot of money. And they both, in 
in conjunction with their financial advisors, have decided it's much smarter to rent than it is to buy. Yeah, my my friend Derek, he rented for a long time, yeah. and he's you know he has his own law firm. He works and they very have hard. dozens of millions yeah. that they could spend on a house. Instead, they pay probably twenty five grand a month in a really no great place. Oh, maybe yeah, yeah, you're right. So she says that, and I'm telling you, Mike, it was maybe a week, week and a half later. It was Friday, this most recent Friday, uh, that I got an email out of the blue from my landlord. Saying, hey. Oh, no. We got to uh, hate to do it. Don't oh, want to do it. Oh, no. But we got to put the house in the market. We need, need to have you guys out of there in 60 days. And uh, I was on my way out of town to go visit my mom. And her new, because she kind of got priced out of LA too. So she lives in Palm uh-huh. Desert now in a condo. So I was going to see her. Literally found oh. this out like an hour and a half before my brother came to pick me up. And I had to do two chats with Andy right after that. And let me tell you, those were, um, I did... 20 first, minutes of you just venting about the landlord? What's funny is that the first one was with a couple, Celeste and Nick, who are in New York, and uh, they go to NYU film school. And uh, I was uh, telling myself, I'm like, I'm not going to, literally five minutes after I got this email, called Jillian. Jillian was quite upset. She was still at work. And then I had to do the chat with Andy. And I'm like, just don't even bring it up. Dude. Just, 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 just tune it out and just cut to like three minutes into the call. And I'm like, hey, guys, sorry. I got to tell you this. Uh, this just happened. And I that thought really a refund. Bad. They were both like, oh, so sorry. I'm like, no, no, it's a, don't worry about Wait, I don't like this two people getting in on a chat with Andy thing. Well, it was a couple, and uh, they, okay. they did all the work of making sure that it connected, and there was they were both there. Whatever happened to uh, therapy with Mike that was going to be happening? Well, that was two weeks ago that you brought it up. I was just saying that to act group. like I'm trying to bring it up. Uh, hey, did I ever do that therapy with Mike thing? Friday afternoon, find out, got to be out in 60 days. I'm in Palm Desert with my mom, seeing my mom's new place and uh, my sister and hanging out with my brother and my mom and my sister. And it was great and to see them for a couple of days. And I slept on the couch because my brother demanded that he sleep in my mom's bed. My mom slept in my sister's bed. Everyone was displaced, but felt kind of like Houston, actually, except without the water because we're in the desert. But we were all displaced. Anyways, not important. Uh, come back Monday. Mm-hmm. Start looking for houses. We're... Everything is, is, is terrifying because everything's way more expensive because the, the market's moved, right? Yeah. And everything. My rent just went up 100 bucks yes, day before yesterday. To, it's like an $800 increase everywhere we're looking for anything yeah. that's close to what we're living in right now. 800 bucks over the last seven years. <sighs> Long story short, we found. God, this terrifies me. We already found a place. Okay. And we already got approved somehow. I don't know how. We already got approved for the one, the only house that could have possibly worked out of like the dozens and dozens that we looked at and we went and probably saw eight, nine in person and they were all scary and horrifying for a multitude of reasons. But we got the one place that works for us. It's smaller by a uh, full 350 feet. Okay. Square feet. It's smaller than our current location uh, for a full 33% markup. So we were paying two and now we're paying three, which is terrifying and awful. Yeah. But we have no other choice. School system, the school district is, is, is great. Uh, so we're moving right down the street. The homeschool system is good there. <laughs> <laughs> but we already found a place, and we st- actually, it's mine on Friday. So it took us one week. That's unbelievable. I know. I can't believe how fast things move. And then I call my landlord. I'm like, here's the deal. And now they're all put out. I'm like, I called my landlord. And I'm like, hey, Mike, I, my, I, I called him and I said, we're looking. And we knew this was going to be the case, but like, we're finding places that are kind of comparable to where we're living, what your place is like, except they're way more expensive. Do you want us to maybe just pay you more rent and we don't have to deal with moving? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, can we have an extra two or four weeks to find a place? No. So I'm like, all right. 
then I call him up once we, you know, actually got approved. But you you, you signed the the papers. And yeah, because right? there's like there's like maybe ten applicants, maybe more okay. that wanted this place. Like there's, I don't know why they picked us. Um, we're really lucky. I, I, I swear, wrote, I swear to God, Anderson, I'm going to be living in a van soon. I wrote a little letter. I swear to God, saying uh, ta- telling him about our family and uh, yeah. how we love to live in his house and this and that. Jillian never yeah. even got Did inside. You tell him about chats with Andy. Jillian never got inside the house. Like she just saw the outside of it. I went to the open house. We rented it. We uh, we applied sight unseen. It's a great. It's a cute little like uh, Nantucket style Cape which, Cod uh, house. Though. Which part of the, the city? Woodland Hills. Where is that in relation to where you're at now? Um, like two miles north. Okay, cool. Or Good. West, east, south. South, maybe. <laughs> Up, down. Is it underground? It's, is it a it's bunker? It's two miles towards Thousand Oaks. It's two miles okay. uh, north of the 101. That's not too shabby. No, it's pretty good. good. It's pretty good. But uh, what was I saying? Uh, I don't know. So it, so now here we are, you know, and uh, money was already uh, an issue. and But it's... Anderson, it, it could turn around. I'm going to be with you in this boat at any, any time now. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to go from being able to pay my bills to not being able to pay my bills. And I'm terrified, just like you were. But the moving thing really freaks me out. Yeah, so we especially have because days. you become so... What? I thought well, you had 60 days. No, no. I... So I called. That's that's where I, I called him up and I said, "Hey, uh, we already found a place." And he's like, "Oh, so I already said no to like you can't stay for more money, a lot more money. Uh-huh. Can't stay. No, we can't give you two. Can to you four imagine weeks. the resentment that you'd have then when you wrote that first check on top? Because I'm already I bent. I know mine I, only went up a hundred bucks, but I'm already bent. Going, motherfucker, he's raised the rent two hundred bucks in less than a year and a half. I'm gonna feel resent. Well, you have renters. Um, I don't control, know. Rent control. I don't know. That's if, what my neighbor said. If your said, place but, was built before 1968, you do. Yeah, I don't know. We had none, and they could have been raising the rent on us the entire time. I didn't know that. Anyways, we got to call them motorhomes. Up. And I'm like, hey, good news. After disaster motorhome. We already found a place. We're going to be out of here. I actually start paying rent on the new place uh, on the first, which is like in three days. And he's all put out. He's all like, oh, really? Well, that's good for you guys, I guess. But, but, uh, and they have, I think they have every right to charge us for at least the next 30 days. But I think they're being cool and they're working with us. They've always been really, really good to us. And it's going to be really sad to like not have that landlord that actually... How long have you been in that house? Uh, close to seven years. No. No, close, close to six years. I thought it was 2011 that we moved in. We moved in 2012. I can't believe that. It would be six years February. So how long have I lived back in L.A.? Probably about four. Wait, wait. Stompy was L.A., right? I never saw that place. But yeah, Stompy, you, you came over. One I night. never came over to Stompy's. You did. I never did. I promise you. I, I really wanted to, did. but I never did. I, mm. I never ever went there. I wanted to. You guys have lived in that house because I remember when we discussed the moving on the after disaster, and how I went and I picked up those two guys from Home Depot, and they were like fighting. Yeah. yeah, but then it was, but that, but you lived in the old place by the beach for at least a year of the after disaster, didn't you? Probably, yeah. It's, that's where I really met you. I already met you. but You it went was, from the beach to this house. Yeah, we went from Hollywood to the beach to this house. Okay. Went from Hollywood to Marina Del Rey. So I was in Brea when we started the show for at least two years. Probably. And then I was, I was there. Then I was over there, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills. And now I'm in Studio City. So I wonder when I'm going to be homeless. You're not going to be homeless. You're going to live in a van. Oh, I guess. Well, the van's at home. Yeah, there's no there's no place like home. What would you do? Like, what do you? What would you? I don't understand why you're concerned with. Well, I don't understand why you're not kind of 
testing the waters or doing maybe maybe you are but maybe because photography is just everyone thinks they are one yeah i'm done with it are you oh to an you got a resume man to an extent i don't like how i just said resume man but i mean you like you got improv all these celebrities you've shot that would go a long way a lot of people would be like long way hey what let's pick this photographer he shot this guy you know you can put all those on when, your website. when this Guaranteed, job does if go you away were, like i hate to say it but like if you were to shoot weddings or something and you they look at your website compared to other people's websites and they see like adam sandler pictures that you've shot they're gonna pick that guy i uh when this com- the day i get fired which could be any moment will be the day i panic and start scrambling for freelance work why don't you start looking into it a little bit right now i should but i'm i'm it, it's really difficult because i'm i'm really uh mentally like not handling it super well seems like you're doing pretty good yeah i think i think i think what I am, happens Mike, but it's is not i'm not doing de- dealing well build enough build it up in your head like you're not gonna be able to handle I it do, but then when i it, do when it happens you just do what you gotta do i mean you're a survivalist yeah. and but we all are i and, do have experience with things falling apart once before and I did not handle it. You got to be careful not to I shut down completely. Your, I just stopped paying my bills and I stayed inside for two years. Yeah, I remember. And that. I don't You want, were doing the show then? No, 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 no. This no. is 1998 to 2000. Because you kind of stopped paying your bills and taxes on the show. Correct. That was a mini breakdown. Hmm. This was a 100% I'll be dead before anyone gets you know i i'm gonna be dead soon so i'm just gonna sit inside i think it's healthy to have like some kind of uh you know always concerned about the worst happening that sure doesn't sound healthy to me i think it's healthy to an extent because it keeps you going you know it keeps your survival mechanism going rather than just like if you were worried like larry david is all like he's still and i do the same thing not that like it served me that well like it has larry david but Larry David, like, he's still, like, you know, the man's made of money now. Yeah. But he still thinks, like, when he's walking down the he street. He is still exactly the same. He's like, I could, if, if I become homeless, if that does happen yeah. to me, which it could, yeah. I, I could live there. Like, he, like, he like, spots places around the city, like, where yeah. he'd be able to set up shop. I, I, I'm the same way. I honestly do that, too. Yeah. I, do I told, I told you behind Jerry's Deli, there was a little enclave, and yeah. I would drive by there and go, that's where I'm going to live if I'm homeless. Yeah. And then there was a dude there one day, and I was like, Kind of bent, like for real, like not jokey joke bent. I was kind of upset. I'm like, fuck that guy. It's in my fucking space. And that's why I left a bunch of clothes too. Like I went back, instead of going to Goodwill, I just dropped him off there and I drove by that. I told you this, right? Uh, Am I repeating myself? I'm sorry. I put like four pairs of shoes and a couple pairs of jeans out there and some shorts and Mm -hmm. a bunch of other t-shirts that I had in my car for probably four months and just never bothered to donate. Mm-hmm. And I drove back by it probably six days later, all still there. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, ah, yeah. no at one least, even wants my stuff. That guy wasn't in there in your enclave wearing your clothes and oh, my God. growing like a, a similar hairstyle to you. That would be kind of, that would be terrible. What what happens is some of us allow ourselves to think of the uh, the, the absolute worst scenarios, and I think a lot of people don't even let their minds wander there. But don't and you think the it's people a that very think real possibility that people, all these things could happen? But don't you think the people that think that don't think worst case, and they just think it'll work itself out, I'll find a way. Those people have a better, more enjoyable, more productive until more it doesn't work life. itself out. But then maybe they just go, "It wasn't meant to be." Maybe that's another excuse. That made-up phrase. I don't know. I'm, I I have some very tangible, real people in my uh, very close vicinity, 
in my circle of uh, that is life that, that I see this happening to uh, right now and it's yeah. not, not working out for them. I, I kind of everything happens for a reason and uh, yeah. you know like the universe is, works in mysterious ways but everything will be fine. And, I like, have, it's not working out for them. And I have those not concerns too for somebody who's in the same sort of situation in my life that your people are in your life where I'm like what's going to happen? Like it's not going to be good. Here's Here's the problem that I think you and I have and probably you know I hate that I keep bringing up Larry David, but it's because, because I already brought him up. But uh, probably all three of us control freaks, and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a tortured existence to be a control freak in this chaotic universe. Absolutely, because there's no control. There's very little control you have. Of it it flies directly in the face of one of the the key tenets of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is to let go of control. Uh-huh. Like you have no power, and and once you let it go, it's it's quite a relief, yeah. frankly. But then you just slowly start grabbing it right. back. We none of us really have any power. No, no. Like no, cancer no, could no take power. us out at any oh, moment. Yeah. yeah, we have very little say. A in the gunman grand scheme could of come in here, but that's that's an extreme. And that's weird one. when you see people like, especially earlier in life, that have like collections and then try and keep things pristine. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all about control. Right? Yeah. Right? Well, I'll tell you something. That's uh, that was the big problem with one of my relationships. Was she was a control freak, and when it didn't go exactly on time. Or exactly the way she wanted it, she would flip. Yeah, that's how I was for years. Out, like and, I would, and, I'd be going on vacation. I'd have an, an idea of what what it was going to be like. Yeah. And as soon as any kind of deviation happened, I would just be a wreck, and I wouldn't be able to enjoy myself at all because it yeah. didn't go down the way I'd scripted it in my head. Yeah. And that's a horrible way to live. I, and I think her being that way really, uh, really caused me to be a terrible boyfriend because well, I was not so, been a boyfriend. You should have. I should definitely have not been a boyfriend, but I was so fucking angry with the fact that she had a schedule for everything and it had to be exactly and I remember the blowout the biggest blowout no we had some blowouts so we didn't speak and we were in the car driving back from Arizona we didn't speak the entire drive home and there was such tension the dog just kept peeing but uh and it was just, it was heartbreaking it was horrible but uh, she she would have an 8:30 a.m. flight and she'd say pick me up at 3:30 and I went yeah I'm not picking you up at 3:30 to drive you 30 minutes to LAX was this while you guys were still together? Yeah. Okay. And I go, that's, she goes, I just wish you would spend the night here and we could just leave at 3.30. And I go, I'm not leaving at 3.30 for an 8.30 flight. And she'd be like, she, she event, eventually within two minutes of conversation, she would just flip out and go, well, fuck it. I'll just take a taxi then. And so cut to, I'm picking her up at 3.25 in the morning so she could sit in the airport for four hours. And it literally would sit there for four hours. And, and so, but she had control. Well, she you know, she definitely wasn't going to be out of control. Yeah. Right. And and I I can't, I can't stand that. And I'm so envious of people that are cal- calm, cool, and relaxed, and and have a, a a really like mellow demeanor. Like Tai Tai. I don't think he does. I think inside there's some turmoil. Nah, there's not that much. Though. I think there's some. Yeah, I think there's a lot less than most everyone I know. Uh, maybe, but I do know people that look at life in a in a realistic way and they enjoy their life more than I do. Tyler's the realistic on this show. But the realistic way is that it's life is chaos and it doesn't make sense and it's not fair and they accept that and 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 they don't have bitterness and they don't have envy and they don't have resentments nearly to the extent that I do and I don't know about you. But I, I, I'm full of resentment, and I'm full of anger, and, 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 and it's we, overwhelming, well, and it's embarrassing. All right, Mike, let's, let's get off this, uh, this tragic past. Uh, yeah, what were we talking about? The live show? Where we're going <laughs> to not talk about any of this? It's going to be good times. We don't I, need, I we think don't need when it gets to anymore. a tipping point where like, you have uh, like, 
you know, it's just the things that surround me in my life and like how I have very little control over any of the lives. Like it's just, you get to the point where you're just like, you have to like, you have to acquiesce. You have to just yeah. bend the knee as it were. But, but imagine, Otherwise you're fucked. Imagine if you could have that attitude before you have to bend a knee and you could just take it as, Hey, it's, it's not concrete. It's things fluctuate. There's chaos. There's things that happen. And you could just go around those obstacles. And I've gotten a lot better. A lot better. Anyone who's listening to this who is younger, and I know we have a lot of younger listeners, and if you do feel like the angst that Mike and I do, it does get better. I, I can say, at least from my yeah, it does. point getting, of view. Getting older gets and I better. Think, I think you're a lot better, I, Mike. I know I am. And I, I bet if you were to go back 15 years and just no. like be transported into that brain, hey, yeah, go you'd back, be like, holy shit. Go back to when we started the show. I was nothing but in turmoil all the time. Like frantic angry turmoil and now i recognize it and i try to like head it off at the past you know what else that i'm really bummed about is um not just this show but it feels like for me from my perspective and i'm not talking about you guys talking about mike carano here mm. i don't feel like serious, i don't boy. feel like i've been very where's the funny where's very the humor? enjoyable where's or the very, enjoyableness or very funny i don't and, and on my podcast i've i've vocalized it I don't think I'm funny anymore, and and I don't know if it's just I'm so distraught. Okay, we just watched a uh, over video that we're going to be showing at the live show, and I think El we're Presidente. probably gonna, we're probably going to make it available to the uh, the Patreon listeners. No, we right? definitely are. Yeah, there's uh, a 10 minute version for Patreon. There's a four minute version, which for the we're going to show the live show. Cool. Thank yeah. you very much for doing that work. I'm sorry, it wasn't work. My own weight. It's, it's it wasn't been, work. It was easy. It's been less than a week, but it's been nonstop house. Now, if I f- finish the intro video, that'll be a miracle. Anyways, we just watched uh, the four minute version of the uh, video that where Mike and I and Atticus went or Xanadu went to uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese and uh, it was uh, it was very good and I had a nice st- time you were very funny in numerous times in that video I said one um, out of line funny thing which you cut out which I hope you put back in there I will it's and, back in and uh, I don't know what you're talking about I, I think you're too hard to I think one of your problems, Mike, is you 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 can't evaluate yourself. Just be yourself because you're naturally a very. I I want things to be better. All of it. I want to be. I want to be more pleasant. I want. I mean, I want people can't. to enjoy my company more. I want to be funnier. I, I want to be more interesting. I want to be smarter. I know. Sal I know. Sounds like a guy no, who's I know. like still like I know. hanging on to that control. I know. I know. Let it I go. Know. I know. It's such a. It's so hypocritical where I recognize something but I can't stop it. Speaking of stuff, and I feel like maybe we should stop this episode because it's just. Uh, yeah, I, I want uh, this show to get back to being lighthearted and goofy. And it is stupid. when Tyler's around because Tyler, yeah. uh, he, he definitely we this show is uh, I know it's by far, uh, you know, running on at its peak when all three of us are actually on riding the meth train. You and I. We could do a fine show. That was the original idea. Yeah. Was my, Tyler was going to help the show, you know, maybe push the buttons, play some drops here and there. It was just could be you and me. And then Tyler started chiming in a little bit more, and he has such a different perspective, and he's he's so different from you and I that hey, uh, the three of us. I'd like work to, I'd well like to also point out that uh, I'm hungry, and I gotta so go. we have a nine nine p.m. show this Saturday. That's but by the time this airs, dude, it's like already no, almost. But I'm just saying, be hearing this after that one's fact. oversold. There's no way there's going to be more tickets. I didn't even ask you how are ticket sales for the second one. I'll tell you after the show, but there are tickets available, and we built so that mysterious. show as a Q and A. And then I announced on this show, if you've got a question or yeah. a comment, still send nothing? Us a bit, nothing. Really? Got no questions or comments. I think we have a lot of introverts. None, though. Why are you not sending questions or comments? At least, like, uh, it doesn't have to be a video. It just send us, maybe. Just okay, email. no video. Just send us a question. But it's got to be... I want somebody to have a really, from the heart, 
a question. We're going to take questions from I the audience, question but we would like them from that people requires, that can make it as well. That requires some honesty and some guts to answer. And I'm not talking about something gross oh. or personal. I'm talking about I want I want questions that people truly have an answer to. You have to imagine the second show is going to be more drunk people, though. Yeah, or it might be the same people from the first show that bought tickets for the second show well, be some. and immediately regretted it. <laughs> like five minutes into the first show, they're like, shit, there's another one of these. I got to deal with Yes, <laughs> yes. Let me just try to sneak out. Here's what I'm concerned about is the last four live shows that we've done. I think we've done four. Okay. I think three, four. Something like that. Uh, every time afterward. The first one was great just because it was brand yeah. new. We had never done. But then the other ones we've done since... Every time afterwards, we're like, we have to have a game plan. We can't just go in there like willy-nilly and hoping for the best. Like we do with the show every week, which works for the show when it's just us. But in front of an audience, that's just, it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, now we got it doesn't two days. feel right. We got two days. What do you want to do? I'm packing nonstop and I'm trying to put together a little clip of, of groupers to show people uh-huh. at the show because I promised, uh, even though there might be people that don't give a fuck what, that are there. I don't know how much it has to do with, you know what? I'll just show Oh, I, I am. I, got, I am stressed out right I now, have, thinking that you have to be out of there by the ninth. Did you say, or dude, in nine I days? I start paying for the other place on Friday. <coughs> so you have the keys. First. You have keys already. I'll have the keys. How on, did on all this happen, dude? Since I saw you, since the eclipse day, I know it, things happened, and I was gone for two days of this. Things happened. But you didn't even fast. bring this up at Chuck E. Cheese. It hadn't happened yet. Anderson. It had not happened yet. That was, was like. Six days ago. As far as I knew, uh, when we went to Chuck E. Five Keys, days ago, four days ago. I was ago. going to live the rest of my days at the house we're living in right now. I was going to die in that house as far that as I knew. That is nuts. Yeah, what time? What day was that? Was that Thursday? Yeah, I, I think so. I found out like 24 hours after we were at Chuck E. Cheese. And what's more crazy is I didn't have the weekend to look. I was gone. I found out. How, how, how did you look? Desert What's the process? What's the process? There's so many fucking apps now, but I. That's what I mean. What did you do? Apps like Trulia. What's, what's depressing is like uh, Trulia was one of them. Hunt was another one. Hunt. Rentals. That's not a bad name for a website. What's depressing.com. Hot pads is another good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zillow. Hot pads. Zillow and Craigslist and apartments.com. All of those cross-referencing and just looking at dozens yeah. of prof- properties. A lot of the time they show up on, on all the sites. Sometimes they're different priced on different sites for the same property. Uh, a couple scams happened. We showed up in one place. I'm pretty sure it was a scam because I learned later that it was already rented. And this oh, one it's like they try to get the deposit out of you? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we went to another one right down the street, same street, after this woman never showed up to this one property we were supposed to see. And I just... The door was just open. I I, just, I, I, as you know, I think uh, people that pull, the people that rip off the elderly. Uh, this has nothing to do with the elderly. Just crim, crime and crime in general. Really, uh, crime in general, not good. And it, it really uh, turns oh, really? turns my stomach. That, that went a different direction than I thought you were going to go. I no, but I'm say saying they uh, really go, they're go getters. And they when I hear of a new scam innovative. involving rental properties, uh-huh. and I've heard of a few in the past three or four years that were new to me that I didn't even uh, think of. It didn't occur to me, and I'm. It just makes me realize how many potential... Every time something new comes upon us as human beings, like uh-huh. the internet or something, right. there is a whole nother level of ways to rip people off. Dude, but, I, the, but, the, but the renting out houses that are not for rent is a common one where you set up a you set up a meeting and you do you play hardball with them well, on the phone. Listen, I can't let it's, you in. There's still tenants. Craigslist. I would I not recommend but, but, Craigslist. But you know what? You call me, you say you need a house. I go, I can't let you in. There's still tenants there. They're yeah. being evicted right, right, right now, but I need a deposit. Right. I got a waiting list of 10 people waiting for this yeah. place. I need 3,000 bucks and I'll hold it for you. And if you don't like it, I'll give you the money back. And then you write me a check for 10,000 bucks. I fucking split. Meanwhile, 
the Joneses right. have no idea that you're negotiating right. for their house no in their front yard yeah. and they're sending their kids off to school. And they're like, why is that, that dude kind of in my front yard? Right now, because things are so crazy, it's definitely a seller's market right now. And there's uh, there's one house that was... Uh, That's why I'm selling my neighbor's for house. For rent. And That's I what went I'm to, saying. You want in. I went to go look at it and uh, it, it, was, it had a for sale sign up and I went to look at the for sale sign. They had little flyers yeah. and the owner of the house comes out and he's like giving me... Just like, he's like a, some old white guy and he's just giving me a hard look. And I'm like, hey, uh, it says your place is for rent. And he goes, it's not. It's never been. I'm like, all right, just to let you know, it's uh, for rent on Craigslist right now. And he just turns his back, goes inside. I'm like, all right, dude, you're the one who's. Yeah, he's not the responding property. the way I would. Have, I would have been like, uh, what? Yeah, show me where. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but you no, know, right after I paid the guy the down deposit, which mm-hmm. we had to do a little extra uh, yeah. for finagling. You mean like after you wired to his, his account in South Africa? Yeah, pretty much. I was like immediately right after I pushed send. I'm like, this is so great. I can't believe we got this house because I really I went to the the open house and then it was like, people were just crawling all over it. Everyone like wanted this house like zombies. And it came down to that I it, it said no no pets and I told him that I have one dog, one. And uh, I, I didn't think, and I, and I told him that we had a kid, and I thought for sure we'd be just off the list, right? Because I saw like the younger couples, like Hollywood douchebaggy types that were in this house mm-hmm. looking at it and excited, filling out the application, talking to the guy. And I thought for sure that we were just out of the running. I wasn't even like submit an application because it cost like 50 bucks. And he, uh, I talked to him a little bit, and he's like, no, no, you, you, you give it a shot. You know, you, you definitely have a, a good shot, and you, you got some good. Anyways, where was I going? Uh, how, oh, how do also, they vet those applications? Like, what do they? They do run a credit check, and uh, I, Jill and who, I, directed who, them. what person makes the decision? The owner as of to, the property. Okay, because I mean, and I think what maybe got us over the top is I wrote him a think, personal little letter that I attached in word form, a word document that said, "Hey, to the dear homeowner of this address, uh, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself and my wife. Uh, we have a ten-month-old son, and blah blah blah." And uh, this and that, and we just we looked at the school system, the school district, and we would just lo- love to live in your place. And I think that might have what been what put us over the edge. Okay, good, good. Move. But also, good I move. said Was I'm willing to move. That led you to do that. Well, Jillian's idea, and also I also put on the application that we're ready to move in in September 1st. Then I think that you know if somebody else is kind of like us, but they want to do grand, October yeah. 1st. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I wonder if uh, we would be uh, good. How do you think your judgment of uh, sizing up another person is? Because I think mine's not good. It's good in person. It's terrible on paper. Okay. Because I think if I was just looking at applications, I would probably pick the wrong person. If I was meeting in person. If I owned a house and I were going to rent it, I think when people came over, I think I would just look at everybody and nitpick it to the point where I went, I cannot rent to them. But somebody would be nice to you or give you a little bit of like a sob story and you would just be like, all right, yeah, you can do it half half price. Who would you rather rent to? Half price. What's your ideal situation to rent to? To me, it would be a gay couple. I've with never a kid. allowed myself to think that far down. No, but the, I, I, I'd go landlord. gay, male gay couple with a kid. That's a good one. But older. Yeah, you want older, you want married, because yeah. what you don't want is like a, a couple that's like oh, dating. No. They're, especially because they, they could break up at any minute. If you, look like, that, if you leak deep into that guy's beady little eyes and you know he's a, like a player. If they, and if they're splitting the, uh, the rent, yeah. one of them leaves, now happens all of a sudden often, he can't make rent. Yeah, so uh, I don't know how many of those other couples that were looking at, at the day that I went. But as soon as I wired him the, the deposit, as soon as I pushed send, I'm like, I should have vetted this guy. Yeah. I don't really yeah, know should have Googled him at least. I've heard stories of people... You know, so I, I did a little Google search and and I think we're okay. I think we're all right. Wow. I'm excited for you to come over. And, you and went uh, through something that a to massive, me, to but me we haven't moved yet. So traumatic. We are, got, you gonna, are you going to, are you going to, we're think, paying rent double, double uh, rent for nine fucking days, yeah. which I 
Uh, I did that, you know, when I moved. A lot of people do. Yeah, nine days. I don't think it's bad, and it might be longer. I don't know. I'm waiting to hear back from my current landlord. It could be. It was um, thirty it, days. It was a relief moving, knowing that I had two places. Like it was a week before the new month, and that new month I had two places. Yeah. And it was a relief because, but it also made me drag my feet where I would just take like two things and drive over the hill <laughs> and then I got to go back tomorrow and then like four days I didn't go back and I'd finally go back and I'm like, oh, I still have a couch here and chairs. I'm like, fuck, I got big shit to move, man. This sucks. house is moving uh, sucks. That's why I'm living in a eight bed. years older and 300 yeah. square feet smaller and $750 more. Yeah. That's going to be hard to swallow. Um, but there's a lot of things that, that are better about the house. There's a lot. Like what? Just a better... No creepy trap door leading to the alley side of the house from your bedroom? How do you remember to notice that? Because it was weird. It's a doggy door. Are you sure? It's like a half doggy door. I think so. We never use it because it's creepy. uh, But it's like like a normal door, but it's cut in half. You know that barbecue I saw? Uh, I can't talk about that. That barbecue I saw Emily at. Yeah. Um the girl whose barbecue it was took, gave me a tour of her place uh-huh. and it was really great but then she told me how much she pays for rent and I was like Bleh. yeah. and she's like I, I have this place for nothing she goes oh she thought nothing. it was a good deal but it's not she she no it's probably a good deal it's just living in that part of town to me for that much money like, no it's right behind Amoeba Records oh that's like desirable okay arc lights right there she has one of the greatest complexes I've okay. seen for like four units or six units. I don't want to hear any more about Anna David's living surroundings. Okay. I won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> I just took a guess. It's what's like Kevin Spacey movie that takes place in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, it's, where he's a lawyer and they're all it's, sweating. Nonstop. It's reminiscent of that. Like the looks of the building. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like uh, steel arch, like uh, uh, wrought iron archways uh-huh. covered in like Plants and stuff. and stuff. It's really beautiful. All right. It's really Lower beautiful. Placey. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we should we wrap this up? I feel like not much funny happened. I know. I'm this. sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm really, really, really trying to put the focus on the podcast because this is all I like doing now. What's the podcast? When you say that, this what podcast that and my podcast. Okay. I this is all I enjoy doing are the podcasts, and I I so want to be better at this. I want this to be more entertaining. Well, I want this to be more lighthearted. Okay, you know what? Do we just say I what the plan is special? All right. What uh, for Saturday? See, it's a live show. Uh, let's hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're instilling confidence in the here's, people that bought tickets. Here's day what I'm one. concerned about is like, you know, I got the whole move thing. God knows what's going to yeah, happen. Don't you worry. Don't days. you worry. Tyler's got the whole London thing. Yeah. And then, you know, you got the micro. I have my always its own thing. I, I started. I started. Are we going to be able to be cohesive? I start my turtle collection Saturday morning. <laughs> Are we going to? I don't want to leave them at home alone. I think I'm more concerned about this live show than I was about the other. I wasn't up until about four days ago. And I went, this is going to be just like the other ones where we don't talk about anything. And well, we just, Tyler's going to come in hot with like a, a ton of London stories. I don't know. I think he's going to come in tired. Or he might be like jet like No, he'll have adrenaline at least for the first half. I hope so. I wonder if he even knows we're doing a second show, does he? I don't know if he knows it. Oh, wait. we got to play his thing. I don't know. All right. Let me look up his thing real quick. I Part of me thinks it's going to be fun, and I, I sort of look forward to part us be fun. just being exhausted and getting jacked up on coffee and having fun. I wish we weren't doing the second show, though. No, I'm looking forward to the, the second okay, show. I just want to answer me questions. Too. Just to bring up some good Q&As. You know what's going to happen. No question. The, the first show in our heads right now, or at least a month ago, gonna is, was going to be the, the show that we prepared for. We were going to go in there and do a tight after disaster live. 
The second show is going to be more of a relaxed, laid-back Q&A. There's just no way that second show doesn't somehow become great. Well, no. What if what if there's like one question? <laughs> then we'll no we'll answer that question for an hour and ten minutes. Where? Back to your question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find Tyler's fucking thing. Uh, send it to me later and we'll slide it in. Really? Yeah. Why you not? Just, It'd be better it audio. Okay, you're right. Yeah, it's probably the best way to do it. I am grateful for a lot of stuff in my life, and I'm grateful for you guys listening <laughs> to this podcast. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I, I'm... I'm I'm grateful that uh, I hate to even bring this up. This is a, this is a, a loaded question, probably, and it'd be better served if Tyler was here. But how often would the three of us see each other if Never. the show didn't have Patreon? Maybe like, uh, well, I I would like to think we would still be doing the show, but probably not. I don't think we would be able to. Yeah. Well, because you think Tyler's wife wouldn't let him. I think my own wife and my own self. I, I would have a hard time justifying, you know, leaving my family, going over the hill to hang out with you a couple friends a and talking to microphones. Wait, are you saying that I could take all of our listeners over to the miscellaneous adventure from the World of Microno train? I don't understand how I said that at all. That's not that shabby oh, idea. If uh, if we were to both quit because our wives wouldn't let us anymore, you start driving a wedge in between us and the, the show and the wives. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, should we should we just rent buses for the live show and um, just load all the listeners into the buses yeah. and, and go over to the wedding that Tyler was supposed to be? Do at? we have to split the money with the improv still? Hey, hmm. did you wrap up Game of Thrones? Yeah, we'll talk about it after the show. Okay, but real quick, no. <laughs> uh, we will talk to you guys after the live show. Well, this is the last show that we're going to be doing uh, like this. Uh, the next couple shows you guys are going to be hearing uh, are the. Wait, gonna be don't say that. Live. Don't commit to that yet. Perhaps. Don't commit to that yet. No. Okay. At least one of those shows is oh, going to be solely for Patreon. Yeah. What? Really? I, th- I believe so. Uh, we haven't discussed it yet, but I think that's the way it should be. All right. Maybe this video that we shot is going to be for Patreon. We need to figure out the. We have ideas and good plans and stuff to be deliverable. Uh, extra content for Patreon listeners who are really you guys are what's helping us. You're continue. going to be my sole income pretty soon. But uh, besides besides selling, don't put the pressure on. Besides like sucking that. cock on Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh wait, I'm Monica sorry, I said that Boulevard. Hey, Monica. I, I, I said this before. And no, uh, but uh, here's here's. Go ahead. I said it before. A few people took me up on it. Not not as many as I anticipated. But if you guys. Uh, our Patreon supporters of the After Disaster, oh, and like uh, you can just shoot me an email, and I will send you all of my supplement things to hold you over. Yes, that's true. And you it's a lot. And it's a lot. A There's at least there 10 or 15 videos well. and a bunch of other stuff, plus all the songs and everything. I'm not just trying to give all this shit away and, and bum out my Patreon folks, but you know, it's one and the same. <laughs> so part wanna... of the problem is that Tyler's just not been available because of his London and because of his goddamn uh, working for the man job, but uh, we do have good ideas uh, a, a added bonus content for the existing Patreon listeners as well as trying to get some more of you guys to come over to the Patreon side and uh, I think it'll be worth your while I, I, I do think we have a couple winning ideas that's yeah. just going to give you all it's, gonna, all it's going to do is give you more after disaster a week which will be better than what you just heard for the last hour and a half because this might be the worst show we've ever done and uh, that should be implemented soon after the uh, live show here when, and we're going to streamline things and get things up I'd rather have this be the worst show we ever do than the worst show we've ever done because that would give me a little confidence in Saturday night's I understand live the show. difference with the, the do and the don. Yeah. Now you got me freaked out about Saturday. Oh, it'll be great. Jesus Christ. This is a lot of pressure. 
I was I was taking a nap today, the same nap that provided that horrible dream. See, you can't be that fucked up because there's no way I can take a nap during the day. I'm too stressed to ever um, be able to take a nap. I don't really take naps. I just lay. I, I, yeah, I can take naps. I was t- I took a 25. He minute immediately says, "No, no, I'm, I'm fucked up." I took I I took a 25 minute yeah. nap, and I woke up thinking about well the 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 distracted the the dream fucked me up. Uh-huh. But then I immediately transfer that over to the to the live show. And I laid in bed and kind of meditated on that for six or seven minutes. And I got so stressed out, immediately went, first thing right now, cancel my own show. No. My, no, immediately. Why are you stressed? I'm looking forward to seeing the listeners. It's been too long. It's been over a year. And it's going to be like a, a good time to hang out. I always love seeing the two of you guys. And uh, we, the problem is we don't have anything like uh, structured and, and can't wait to... I guess we got the videos, but it's it's not like... We're doing bits or, or anything, and it'd be great if we had bits and we did a live show. Like the film, the film vault, the live show was easy because we were we had a top five list and we were showing yeah. the top our top yeah. five uh, um, trailers from the seventies, and we knew what we were gonna do, and we were excited about it, and it, like it was easy, and we just follow the structure. The after disaster is like we just hope that we find the magic, we hope that we find like we're like that like a sports team that like uh, you know has streaks. I guess streaking. what we're trying to we're say streaking. is. If the show sucks, it's your fault because nobody gave us any questions for direction. That's the second I'm one. kidding. The first I'm one. I'm kidding. I think the first one everyone's going to hear in the feed. It'll be the regular one. And then okay. the Q&A one will be the uh, the Patreon one. Great idea. I think that's a pretty good idea. Or we just don't do the show for the next two weeks, and those are the next two weeks' shows. I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's a terrible idea. I think we should give as much yeah. as we These can to the Patreon bonuses. people. These are bonuses. No, the one is, not the other. Okay. Right? Didn't we just agree on that? And now you're saying these? I that's plural. Maybe we will not admit it, but we'll choose the better of the two shows and make that the feed. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what we're going to do. No, the feed will... The, 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 the early show will be the, the show. You know, which I just, just realized... Hey, can we ignore the audience for the first 20 minutes yeah. and just do the show, yeah. do you think? Yeah. Let's try it. Let's I'm dead serious. Really try dead it. serious. Yeah. I don't know if hey, Tyler can. you know what I just realized for mm-hmm. the first time? That whatever you just said a moment ago, which I can't exactly recall... Just made me. I just had an eye-opening experience that kind of made my stomach go, oh, like, oh my god, what a loser I am. So often I record my other podcast in its entirety, and I go, this is too hostile, too mean-spirited, too personal. This is a piece of shit podcast, and I give it to the Patreon people, and I record another one for the live feed. And I, oh, Michael, and I, why are you admitting that? Right, now? that's terrible. But I point out to them that. this podcast is fucking unlistenable. Three hours and ten minutes of shit. And I give it to them. It just occurred to me when you said that. You don't want to oversaturate the micro-corona market. You don't want to do I know, that. I don't. You should never I allow that, that much time. However, there are a lot of people who have uh, nine-to-five jobs who are uh, able to do their jobs while listening to various music or shows or whatnot. They might appreciate it because it'll fill yeah. some time. No, but I, what I'm saying is my Patreon people should be getting bonus material, not the show that I thought was too Right. They too should offensive. be getting your, your literal garbage. But it's it's not... Your it's literal, not literal like, trash. But my perception... Like you would put it in the trash... Yeah. If you didn't my, my perspective is not correct. It's sometimes I say something too personal mm. and I I dwell on it for 25 minutes and I'm like, I don't want this floating around on the internet. In fact, speaking of that, don't need to even bring up the tumultuous nature of my relationship with my mom. It's not good. Never will be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inform me today that uh, she's getting the internet in a couple days. Oh! Yeah. Hey, Miss Karana, how Can't are you? Can't even... Fathom. Welcome aboard! Always uh, welcome new listeners. Welcome to how fast Ms. I have a new a new number one enemy because the minute she hears one fucking thing, 
But she's so she, she's probably she's gonna so get lost crazy. like crazy. I think so too. There's a lot of things yeah. on the internet before she gets to you. You know. Yeah. And if she gets to you early and then hates you, know that she loved you before she did hate. She you. didn't love me. But if she's what I'm saying is she, if she finds you quick on the internet, yeah, that means because she cares. She loves you, or she did before she hears you talking about her, and then she doesn't. All right. You see what I'm saying? So you just have that little gap where you know. I like that little gap. My sister called me once and said, uh, you better call dad right now. He's about to listen to one of your podcasts. <laughs> I remember that. And I was like, what am I going to say? And she goes, well, he's about to hit play. You better call him right now. <laughs> and then she told me later, he, he listened to like five minutes and went, I can't deal with this crap. That sounds like that sounds like your dad, from what I know of your dad. Yeah. My son, the minister. That's what he said when I went and I kind of cold visited him with uh, Jillian and yeah. I so we love your son, by the way. We, we we're very good friends with Mike Carano. He, he actually uh, he got he married the two of us. He was like our uh, or, or ordained minister, and he just kind of like looked in this far off place and he said, "My son, the minister." Proud, pride, <laughs> Carano pride. All right, see you guys Saturday. Some of you, uh, I mean, most of you we we won't see. The vast majority of you. God we, damn! We're I not hope that's see. I hope that's true. I mean, there's going to be like maybe 120 yeah. people that we see, yeah. and there's going to be thousands. Say, that's that what I'm saying. Don't. That's what I'm saying. I hope that's not true that we see all of you Saturday. Oh, oh, I see. I okay. thought, hey, okay. we'll see every single last one of our listeners on Saturday. That'd be pretty sweet. I'd like to see. It that. would be kind of fun. Wouldn't it be great to like do a, like a, an after disaster cruise? You know what? I used to think those are the cheesiest things of all time, and now fun. I'm starting to come yeah. around. Because uh, Rick Springfield does them. He you know, does the Rick we Springfield. We could do like a Madonna Inn weekend. I, I'm, I don't think I'm allowed back in there. Yeah, you are. Especially if you're like in. I think it's too expensive. The listeners. I think it's too expensive. I think uh, we need to find a spot. We need to. I think it needs to be somewhere new, somewhere reasonably priced, like a Sequoia or Yosemite. Hey, there's a vagabond like almost on the property of you know uh, what? Madonna Inn. How come when I brought this up, you thought it was a terrible idea where I load a bunch of people in my car and drive them around? Well, that's much worse than going all like having a weekend at the Madonna Inn. Okay, what about what about we do uh, a show? What like, about uh, we do the, uh, after disaster camping trip? No, I don't want to be outdoors. Okay, after dark? like after disaster Yosemite or Sequoia or something like that, and we we sell tickets to it. Okay, one of the girls I met at Anna David's house doesn't matter how incredibly attractive she is, but she is. She's a yoga instructor, and she is, did her own thing where she advertised for people to come to Italy and take yoga classes with her in Italy, and it's like 10 days. And she needed to sell six tickets to break even, and she sold... Okay, I don't want to give her personal business away, but she sold plenty, and they're all going to... But she has to blow all of them, so it's gonna. She, I mean, she's not gonna net much. Oh, I didn't know that. Here's what I was talking about. Uh, well, but she did. She did that. She she grass rooted like a like a a, cru- that's like a cool. celebrity yeah, that's, cruise where she she convinced her clients to to fly to Italy. Yeah, to meet and, her there, and, and, that, and they that do two her two big yoga sessions a day for ten days. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But then they want to go out and get liquored up with her too, probably. And, that's like, the price you got to learn pay. like the behind the scene yoga poses. Yeah, they to learn some behind the scene. All right, here's the like, last thing I was starting like to get to mission, it earlier. What's the missionary position in yoga? What's it's downward doggy, right? Downward mm-hmm. doggy. Uh, searching for homes, which yeah. I did, you know, pretty much nonstop for uh, about 36 hours after I got back from. Palm. I tried to do it in Palm Springs a little Isn't bit. This a, when you're a desert. kid, you never think of searching for homes. No, no, no of course not. But it's kind of exciting because like every every new post you look at, it's like this might be like your, your new life. Yeah. 
But here's here's one of the problems. Like when I drive I by a van that, dealership, I hope that there's people out here trying to fix this or solve this issue. Here's how it goes. I put in the parameters, what we're looking for, yeah. the filter, Seven all bedrooms, that, right? four bathrooms. It says like uh, 60, two pools. 60 homes. Hey, does anyone ever do that? Two pools? Like a rich guy, <laughs> just two pools? It says just to one up the 63 homes available in, the, in these parameters yeah. in like a, a six-mile radius, right? Then I do the final little filter. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. Or pets, right? And it drops down. By like seventy five percent of the houses just disappear, right? But it makes sense, right? It makes sense if you own a house. It'd be easier for you yeah. to say, "Fuck it, I don't want to deal with pets." However, if you're a pet, dog, an animal person at all, you'll be incentivized, just emotionally, to like give people the yeah, option. Unless you're a total hypocrite, or you know, you just uh, be prepared to take more of their deposit at the end of the lease if their dog, if their if their animals I, fuck it up. I do think that's not a bad idea if you were a homeowner, just sort of like like a like pet's okay. Tighten up an extra thousand dollars. The things that a pet could damage in the home. And make it a little more pet proof, and then or don't even do that. Just like and then hey, get another five hundred bucks in a deposit and charge a little bit more bucks for rent. Thousand dollars a year, or maybe a few dollars more in rent. These kinds of things should be because these no no kill LA LA is you know they're a grassroots effort out here, but they're making some strides, and I see their billboards and whatnot, and their their goals to get you know all uh, shelters in Los Angeles not to kill. I'm sure, there's other facets of what they do, and I, I don't even know hey, what happened to all those dogs. But they, if you drowned. If you were to try and like Mass kind of go suicide. towards the, the the how many people are in situations like Jillian and I, where we have to like move in, but in, and then we're just fucked because we have a pet and we're the the pet's just going to be gone. Like, and then and then and I hear these stories too, like people have to do it. They just, so do I. Shelter. And I don't know how they do it. If, people go, I've had this dog for eleven years, and I had to give him away because I had to move. Because they don't have like, any choice. How do you give Either away they're heartless, they don't a member much, of your family, or they just don't? They they have no choice. How do you and do I, it? I, I can see if you gave it to a family member. I can see Jillian and I being in a situation where we just have no fucking choice. Like that, I, I don't know what we would do. But what I'm saying is like there should be some kind of like a lobbying or legislation that goes and gives like uh, uh, landlords uh, some kind of tax break if they allow pets or something like that because that would yeah. Free. There are so many people that just lie. I think that's or, so low on the list of priorities for those. But people. no, there's a lot of people who are on the on the ground, uh, you know, trying to make uh, no animals being killed in shelters a reality. And those people have energy, and they're all right. But we got bigger problems, like Houston's underwater. I know we got bigger problems, but there's people who prioritize that as the hey, biggest problem did any, in their life. Any spacecraft equipment get damaged from the rains? Because Houston, we have a problem. No, but I mean, is any of that stuff in? Because they always launch near the water. Oh my God! Has anyone made that horrible joke? I'm I don't sure know. They have. But uh, Houston, I, we have a problem. I'm trying to totally skate over it. The uh, <laughs> isn't gotta, that launch pad thing. near the water? I don't think they launch much anymore because like the space program is pretty much dead unless you're Elon Musk, and I don't think he lives in Houston. SpaceX, hmm. where's that at? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's in LA. It's off the 110. Is it really? Yeah, That's 105. Where they launch 105. It? No, no, they launched from Florida. They and they launched from uh, California. Why are you worried about this fucking dead U.S. space program? In well, because right now when there's because that like, bring it home to like, an astronaut scientific family. type like me. What? You, you gotta you gotta relate to it. There's full families the floating around hey, right yeah, now. And you're I'm, I'm about- more concerned with space travel. Did you see me in action when the eclipse was happening? <laughs> I was in awe, <laughs> utter awe. See you Saturday. What up, pimps? It's your boy out here in a drizzling parking lot in Paris, France, at the worst hotel I've ever stayed in. Um, 
it is called the Ibis Budget and it's $40 a night and it's sort of like voluntary prison slash uh, like a retirement home hospital hospice living <laughs> yeah like like bathroom and shower and sink and bed are all in the same room and and like the desk is sort of like this weird like little like four inch piece of wood screwed to the wall I guess it's like a hostel so I mean you know it I guess it's fine if you're backpacking around Europe and it's also okay for the night before flying home but uh yeah um Sorry I missed the show last week. I've got a lot of stories about the day. You called me at um, a particularly uh, troubling time on that day of travel. Uh, so I think I'll tell that story on our live show. Um, on S- September 2nd uh, at the Improv. Tickets available now, maybe. I don't know. Are we sold out? I think we're sold out. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I'll tell that that. My, my family is we're we're the Griswolds I didn't know that we were the Griswolds but at least based on that day and some of what happened today we're definitely the Griswolds um oh what else uh yeah so tomorrow I guess the the day that you'll be getting this and playing this uh I will be on a 10 hour flight from Paris to Miami We have a two-hour layover, and then Miami to LAX, and that's another, like, six hours. So at least 16 hours in the air with Zach in confined spaces with no seat of his own. So please pray for your boy. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, so Paris, for the most part, has been very similar to Anderson's uh, opinion of it. Of shit town experiences. Um, England, though, what lovely, lovely people. I mean, granted, we were in the like the south, like sort of like farming area. We're in Sussex, East Sussex mostly. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, There's definitely a much different change of pace of living than it was in in London when I visited there in June. Um, but yeah, the, uh, our Brits are lovely people. The transportation is lovely. The buses are lovely. The, the roundabouts are lovely. Yeah, I could uh, easily see myself being a British citizen. It's very delightful. I didn't see a cop for weeks. I saw like two police the entire time. I know, because they're all just watching with uh, their CCTVs. Dude, dude, the UK is a nanny state, man. Um, but I don't know. if it, I mean, nannies are pretty tight, right? So it seemed pretty good to me. Um... Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, uh, I don't know, guys. It's all a blur. Traveling with toddler is uh, kind of a challenge. It's like everything is basically the toddler, and then like in between, like moments where he's not being insane, you can like you're like, oh, look at that castle. But then you're like back to like, oh, here's a here, have a snack, have some chips. Um, yeah, it's 
that's kind of uh, I don't know I've been off social media though for the most part that's been pretty nice little, little tip there little two weeks uh, mostly off of the Twitter and the Instagram and Facebook pretty good not too bad that stuff might be ruining our lives have much more else to add and I'm sure you guys are already laughing and making fun of me for for this uh, so um, yeah I'll be back stateside this well I'd say this time tomorrow but I don't really know how all the math works out but 8.30 Pacific time your boy should be back down in Los Angeles um, and uh, I'll see you guys and I'll see everyone else uh, Friday right is it Friday night or is it, no, Saturday night? Oh, God, I don't even know when our live show is. Is it Saturday? September 2nd. Uh, yeah, that's Saturday. Okay. I'll see you all Saturday night. Um, yeah, all right. Oh, oh, and Anderson, thank you for watching Farley for a week. I hope she wasn't she wasn't too awful. Um, the lady that you left her with for the second week, or the lady that I hired that you dropped her off with for the second week is arguably the worst texture I've ever uh, known, but... Um, seems to be doing okay, so, but thank you, thank you, thank you for watching her, um, okay, alright, I'll see you guys, uh, see you guys Saturday, peace.